find yourself in a world that no longer makes sense. When you realize that a man like Epstein didn't Epstein himself. When the police are defunded, but Pakistan gets a gender studies grant. You may be in the Collapse Experiment. Hello and welcome to the Collapse Experiment, where I try to figure out where the heck we are at in the collapse that we are experiencing, which uh, is now being compared to 1962 with the Cuban Missile Crisis. That's that's comforting. That's awesome to know. Thanks, Biden. Thank you so much. Or is it? Or is it? Thanks, Drac o, o Biden. I I don't know. I don't even know who's in charge anymore. Um, but let's let's just go by. You know, Biden is the one who said this. So, in other uh, really recent development, this goes into a, another project that I am currently um, working on. Although, <laughs> when it comes to the YouTube aspect of it, I'll get into that in a minute. But um, I would like to say asymmetrical preparedness an hour ago posted Minuteman training schedule and requirements. Um, this, I think, I haven't watched it yet goes into something I asked him about a few days ago. So I am excited to see this. It's a 15 minute long video and uh, I will definitely be checking that out after this. So moving on to what is going on with me. Well, yesterday, yesterday of all days, I received a strike on my YouTube channel. Uh, I've had warnings before in the past. Um, and really, let's see here, a strike, you get your first strike, your second strike. I believe your third strike is when you are out and uh, done with YouTube. But uh, this goes back to a video I made four months ago. And um, I'd like to point out to YouTube uh, a couple uh, different things. One, they don't go after anybody who questioned the 2016 election, even after four years of invest of Russia collusion investigations and finding that all of it, every single bit of um, election denial from 2016 uh, was uh, illegitimate, right? Um, no, you just lost. You fucking lost. You losers, you lost. You lost in 2016. I lost. I didn't even vote for the guy, okay? Uh, I was one of these assholes for a little bit. Oh, there's no way he won. How could people, nobody could be this stupid. Um, yeah, I was one of those people. Um, but I at least have the clarity and the acknowledgement to say that looking back, I was completely wrong. And um, here's the other thing. Um, had they, had YouTube or Twitter or anybody had this policy six years ago now of, of people completely denying the fact that the election was legitimate, how many people would no longer be on YouTube right now? Because that was, for, for what, four years? <clears throat> Even until now, because uh, people still believe it. Um, there's still people pushing this agenda that there's no way Trump won in 2016. But yet, if you deny 2020... Um, I, somebody like me gets a strike where, where I make comments like, hold on, let me just find it for you. Shall, shall I? 
All right, so here is the clip that got me in trouble. And thankfully, we have alternatives like Odyssey. Yes, Odyssey. Thank you, Odyssey, for uh, <laughs> not being a bunch of uh, douchebags and or assholes. And um, I don't know, maybe reading the First Amendment. That's that's pretty important. Uh, it seems to be uh, something that is dying in this country. Uh, I think that's why they're working so hard to get rid of the Second Amendment, because that one protects the first one. Although nobody's really nobody is really doing anything to protect the First Amendment. Uh, if you ask me, uh, media, we don't have journalists anymore. We don't have media anymore. We have talking heads who just read off of a teleprompter whose information is given to them by, well, apparently the White House. The White House is authorizing all the stupid shit that they've been saying for the last two years. Let's go back a little bit further. But yes, um, we no longer have journalists. So when it comes to media, and if you are a real journalist... Uh, there's the possibility of <clears throat> accidents happening to you if you're doing your job too well. But uh, I digress. Let's, uh, let's hear what I had to say. Four months ago, they got me the strike. Or they want to come and take your guns because pretty soon there's going to be no food. And with no food comes revolution, uprising overthrowing of governments because when you don't provide for your people the people decide to get new leadership we don't have leadership right now we have incompetence uh laziness slackers entitled assholes who uh think that just because they stole an election yes it was stolen uh there's no fucking way in hell Joe Biden, who couldn't get more than five people to show up at any of his uh, campaign rallies, uh, got 81 million votes. I don't give a shit how you do the math, how you explain it. Um, well, if there was mail-in ballots, yeah, that were filled out by several other people, dropped off by mules at different locations, and... Uh, yeah. Oh, what county is he lagging behind on? Well, get some ballots over there, because we're not fucking counting or checking to see who filled it out. Or if they live in several different counties at the same time in different states. Yeah, we're not doing that. So, yeah. Um, I have a feeling this is kind of joe biden's sandy hook where he's going to milk it for all that it's worth i saw one dumbass republican on twitter saying i'm not going to talk about gun rights i'm not going to politicize the death of children okay so that was my comment i still stand behind all of it <laughs> there's no changing my mind on that shit uh, unless unless you can come up with proof other than um, a overly aggressive behavior um, going after people uh, judicially and uh, politically um, let's see here what what other you know for being a fair and free election the response from the <clears throat> winners of said election, um, are pretty appalling. Like I've heard of 
sore winners. Sore winners are usually the people who rub it in other people's faces. Haha, we won. You suck. You suck so bad. Look at me. I am the greatest. But no, this is... You can't question it or we will fucking lock you up. We will kick you off of YouTube. We will send the IRS after you. Um, these are not the actions of a legitimately elected government. It's not. This is something where a fucking coup happens and the military rolls out into the streets and says, everybody back inside, we're in charge now. Do not argue with us. It's just a very lame-ass, nerdy way of doing it. Especially the whole YouTube thing. Like, you you violated our policies. Um, yeah, well, your policies suck balls, and they only go in one direction. Where are the videos of Hillary Clinton saying that she had the election stolen from her being taken down? Where is that? Why isn't that happening? Don't know. have no freaking idea. Weird. So anyways, yes, it's a very one-sided system. It's very obvious whose side YouTube is on. And um, so I received my strike. Um, <clears throat> the weird thing is it takes place a day after uh, I, am, I, I finally get scheduled to be on two other podcasts and YouTube channels um, next week. And, um, you know what, I'm, I'm not even going to say who they are or when they are supposed to be because, um, the same day that this stuff gets scheduled is the same day I receive a strike four months after I post that video, which had, let's see here, 15 views on, um, YouTube. Yes. I have a lot of followers. Um, all 15 of you, you're my homies. Um, yes, 15, 15 people uh, watched that video and it was taken down. 11 people have seen it on Odyssey, which really, I mean, there's not that much of a difference between my viewership on Odyssey or on YouTube. Um, the, only, the only difference uh, that I can see at the moment is the fact that... Uh, YouTube was established first, therefore it's got more viewership, it's better established, uh, you know, it's the place where people go, it's the place where I go, um, but if I want to find really obscure, interesting stuff, I usually go to Rumble or Odyssey if I'm searching for certain things that most likely were taken down from YouTube for one asinine reason or another, um, so yeah. I got that strike. Um, <sighs> that happened. Um, what else is happening? Well, how about we haven't done this in a while? And there's definitely some news going. Actually, I recorded a video yesterday. It was only six minutes. I was going to test out the whole um, video podcasting feature for Anchor because you can do video podcast on Spotify, which isn't that just a, a YouTube uh, video? Isn't that just a show like any other show? I mean, once it goes away from audio, is it still a podcast? I, I don't understand where, where the line is here. I understand that a lot of these shows are recorded on video and they are also distributed via uh, audio files. 
But isn't the primary reason of that to be an audio file that you can just listen to later? I don't know. Um, but anyways, <clears throat> going over to thecollapseexperiment.com where you can find all the articles that I'm going to be referring to today. OPEC humiliates President Biden on a global stage. Yes, um, they completely denied his uh, request to pump out more oil. Uh, remember, we've had this deal with OPEC since the 70s, since Nixon established the petrol dollar, the the uh, oil energy-backed currency that is losing its value by the day. Um, regardless of what uh, the international uh, currency exchange is saying, uh, the dollar is losing its value. I don't care how you put it. Um, it does not have the buying power that it did before. And considering that they're trying to talk about the strength of the, of the dollar, they're not acknowledging the fact that all other fiat currencies currently are dropping in value right now because everybody printed so much money during COVID, inflation has taken hold. <sighs> so yes, uh, not only did OPAC uh, refuse to pump out more oil, they went ahead and said, we're going to pump out less because we like the higher price per barrel. It makes us more money. It makes more sense. And uh, hey, you know what? As, uh, as capitalists, uh, in a free market, shouldn't they be able to dictate their own, their own price? And the fact that they're no longer using the U.S. dollar to trade oil. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> sticking it to Biden. Biden warns nuclear Armageddon threat back for first time since Cuban Missile Crisis. It's probably the first moment of clarity he's had in several, I'm, I'm going to say weeks now. Um, President Joe Biden said on Thursday that the threat of nuclear Armageddon <clears throat> is at, at its highest level since the Cuban Missile Crisis and that the U.S. is trying to find an off-ramp for Russia before they begin the use of tactical nuclear weapons. Um, I'd also like to point out, there is another article here. I may go back to the... Maybe not. Uh, let's see here. Um, where is it? U.S. buying $290 million worth of anti-radiation drugs for use in nuclear emergency. And guess what? This isn't the uh, potassium ionine uh, that people are thinking it is. No, this is like serious anti-radiation treatment for uh, direct exposure to a blast. The Biden regime is buying blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's in the title. Amid escalating tensions with Russia and the heightened threats of nuclear war. <clears throat> Let's see here. And this came from Health and Human Services for immediate release, October 4th. Uh, there's a bunch of uh, government stuff here. Purchases of drugs for use in radiological and nuclear emergencies as part of a long-standing ongoing effort to be better prepared to save lives following radiological and nuclear emergencies. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services is purchasing a supply of the drug N-Plate from Mgen USA. N-Plate is approved to treat blood cell injuries that accompany acute radiation syndrome in adults and pediatric patients. If you watch the show Chernobyl, 
you may remember how the people uh, who were exposed to uh, the reactor, how their bodies basically broke down due to the amount of radiation that they were exposed to. Um, yeah, it's for treating stuff like that. That's what they're referring to. <clears throat> Amgen, based in Thousand Oaks, California, developed endplate for ARS with support from the Biomedical Advanced Research and Development Authority. Bar Barda, Barda, uh, B A R D A, part of the uh, HHS Administration for Strategic Preparedness and Response as well as the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, part of the National Institute of Health. Uh, BARDA is using its authority provided under the 2004 Project BioShield Act and $290 million in Project BioShield designated funding to purchase this supply of the drug. Amgen will maintain the supply and vendor manage inventory. Oh, uh, so what am I getting from this? Uh, one way or another, there's a fucking nuke that's going to go off. And I have a feeling this is just me. And I've said this time and time again over the last couple months now. I don't think there's going to be an election in November. <clears throat> so whether it's here or somewhere else, uh, it would be a very convenient um, time for a radiological event to happen in order to prevent the uh, <clears throat> changing of the guard in the government, if you will. So um, if, there, if you want to stop an election, uh, a nuke is probably a good way to go about doing it. Uh, so let's see here. Yes, that's uh, part of uh, Biden warning about nuclear Armageddon. Air Force scrambles jets after North Korea flies 12 warplanes near inter-Korean border yep so uh north korea uh they they're looking to um fucking around and finding out and um right now they're currently in the first phase of that and uh we don't know how much of that they're going to do in order to find out but um yeah uh they've been firing rockets over japan again to the point where the Japanese officials had to announce to people to seek shelter because a rocket was flying over their country. Oh, yes. I've had neighbors like that. Bottle rockets going over the house or through a window or two and almost setting your house on fire and telling, yelling and screaming that a white boy needs to get the fuck out. Yes, I, I've been there. I've been there. I understand Japan. <laughs> uh, hundreds of thousands of Americans sought medical care after COVID-19 vaccination. CDC data. Huh. I don't recall ever hearing about this before. Do you? Of course, it's from the Epoch Times. Hundreds of thousands of Americans sought medical care after getting a COVID-19 vaccine, according to Center for Disease Control and Prevention data released on October 3rd. Very convenient. 
Some 782,900 people reported seeking medical attention, emergency room care, and or hospitalization following COVID-19 vaccination. Another 2.5 million people reported needing to miss school, work, or other normal activities as a result of a health event after getting a COVID-19 vaccine. That is a lot. That is, uh, let's see here, that's over 3 million people. That's close to 1% of the population. <clears throat> yeah, uh, this, is, this is not including the dead people. I'm just pointing that out. That doesn't include <clears throat> dead people. The reports were made to the CDC vSafe program, a new vaccine safety monitoring system in which users can report issues through uh smartphones so that's not even theirs it's something else uh the cdc released the data to the informed consent action network after being sued yeah we had to sue people in order to get this information out does that make anybody feel any better over not producing the data when asked by the nonprofit. Posted a dashboard summarizing the data. It took numerous legal demands, appeals, and two lawsuits in over a year, but the CDC finally capitulated and agreed to the court order requiring them to do what they should have done from day one. Yeah. But hey, just just keep knocking those people off of Twitter and YouTube for talking shit about a vaccine, which we didn't have the data for. Because that's awesome. Yeah, you just hide stuff from us and we're supposed to just trust you. Come on, trust us. We're the authorities. Um, this is the reason people don't fucking trust you. CDC, federal government, FBI, everybody who keeps fucking around and finding out as to how much we don't trust you. Uh, shit like this is the reason for it. <sighs> About 10 million people utilized vSafe during the period of time the data covers December 14th, 2020 to, this, to July 31st. So this was only a year and a half. About 231 million Americans received at least one vaccine dose during that time. The vSafe users reported about 71 million symptoms. The most commonly reported symptoms were chills, swelling, joint pain, muscle or body aches, headache, fatigue, and general pain. About 4.2 million of the symptoms were severe, um, were of severe severity. I didn't know that was a term. I just learned something new today. Severe severity. <clears throat> Users of the vSafe uh, filled in data for about 13,000 infants younger than two reporting over 33,000 symptoms, including pain, loss of appetite, and irritability. So out of 13,000 infants, they had 33,000 symptoms. What the fuck? Data produced so far by the CDC does not include a free text responses. According to ICANN, the data covers fields where users checked boxes. So yeah, that, that makes me feel pretty safe that they were forcing people to get this or lose their jobs. That's, that's pretty awesome. Your government cares about you. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, New York Times right-wing conspiracy theory comes true in less than 24 hours. This one, I'm reading this for the first time. I'm sharing it with you. We're having a shared experience right now, as long as you haven't read this first. But <clears throat> this is through Zero Hedge by Tyler Durden. The latest salvo from the left in the ongoing unpersoning of anyone on the right who questions election integrity fell flat in its face less than in less than wait wait whoa did is this about me <laughs> i doubt it but it's very convenient um uh, let's see here the unpersoning of anyone on the right who questions election integrity uh, and this came out yesterday. Oh, this, this article came out the same day I got a strike for <clears throat> questioning election integrity. Let's continue on, shall we? Uh, on Tuesday, the New York Times framed a story circulating on the right over a software company's connection with the Chinese Communist Party as a right-wing conspiracy theory. Uh, at an invitation-only conference in August at a secret location southeast of Phoenix, a group of election deniers unspooled a new, new conspiracy theory about the 2020 presidential outcome. Was the Times original... Leday? Okay. Um, they're using... I don't know. Is this French or something? Um... And at the Times wrote that right-wing election deniers in Arizona had fabricated a conspiracy theory that election software company Conchi uh, it's like Czech or something. I don't know. Uh, had secret ties to the CCP and was passing them information in about in around two million U.S. poll workers. <clears throat> In the two years since former President Donald J. Trump lost his re-election bid, conspiracy theorists have subjected election officials and private companies that play a major role in elections to a barrage of outlandish voter fraud claims, reads the article. But the attacks on Con Conch? Conch? Is K-O-N-N-E-C-H demonstrates how far right-wing election deniers are also giving more attention to new and more secondary companies and groups. Their claims often find a receptive online audience, which then uses the assertions to raise doubts about the integrity of American elections. So let's see here. There's ah, it's a bunch of tweets. Are you kidding me? Let's see here. New York Times published a story knocking down crazy right-wing conspiracy theories about voting software company. Tuesday, New York Times reports company CEO has been arrested. <laughs> okay, that's that's the punchline. Um, this one happened quicker than usual. Appreciate not having to wait it out. Uh, yes, let's see here. <clears throat> What a difference a day makes. Day one, those crazy right-wingers keep peddling this crazy conspiracy theory. Day two, which turns out to be true. New York Times, never forget. Um, at an invitation-only conference in August, at a secret location southwest of Phoenix, a group of elected election deniers unspooled a new conspiracy theory about the 2020 election outcome. Uh, 
then oh ceo of election company that sued vote the true was just arrested for exactly what true true uh true the vote has been claiming so yes um this group got together they figured out that this uh company which helps run election uh voting software uh has connections to the communist chinese communist party wow okay so yes that that one that one was quick holy crap uh, war breaks out as OPEC plus takes on the entire West. This has more to do with, um, OPEC, especially Saudi Arabia saying, uh, screw you. We're not going to pump out more oil. It's this time it's war. One day after we wrote that OPEC is, uh, taking on the fed, the oil cartel just did what that when it announced when it was cutting output by 2 million barrels per day, uh, Despite a furious diplomatic campaign by the White House hoping to avoid an inevitable and warning that any cut would be seen as a hostile act by the Soros administration. Soros administration. Uh, of course, despite Biden's fondest wishes that OPEC Plus, which of course counts Russia among its members, would help Democrats uh, win the midterms by keeping the price of gas low... This was just not going to happen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then it goes into a bunch of figures and numbers and like what the output is and what they're hoping for. <clears throat> U.S. buying. Yeah. Okay. We covered that. OPEC's action is testimony to staggering U.S. geopolitical and geoeconomic error. Yes. Um, they are telling us to <clears throat> stick it. The FDA misled the public about ivermectin and should be accountable in courts, argues the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons. Ooh, okay. Um, this one is uh, pretty juicy. I actually did not come across this on Zero Hedge. I forget where I saw this. Uh, perhaps YouTube. Uh, the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons. Uh, filed his motion and brief Thursday evening with the federal district court in Galveston, urging it to allow the lawsuit to proceed against the FDA for its misleading statements against ivermectin. A group of physicians sued to hold the Food and Drug Administration, a federal agency within the Department of Health and Human Services, accountable for its inter interference with physicians' ability <clears throat> to treat COVID-19. Fucking A. So I worked in healthcare for 14 years, uh, not really on the medical side, but I was exposed to the culture and the process of uh, healthcare uh, in various different degrees and departments. And I have to say, I had never, ever heard of an instance where a doctor was looking at something questionable normal treatments weren't working and their inability and possibility of losing their license by trying to use some other form of medication or treatment for an illness. I have never heard or seen that. Uh, even as a kid myself, when a new drug was coming out, you know, cause 
because pharmaceutical companies love to give out samples. And the samples go out to the doctors. The doctors hand them out. Some kid comes in with a weird infection and they're like, hey, uh, this new drug might help treat that. And then, of course, you go back for your follow-up appointment. They mark it down. They send the information <clears throat> to the pharmaceutical company saying, like, I believe that this drug, when I gave it out as a free sample, helped treat this kid with this weird infection. <clears throat> because that's that's how pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical companies uh, get a lot of their data. I have never, ever, before this pandemic, <clears throat> heard of a situation where let me let me put this straight you could not say the word ivermectin on youtube otherwise positive or negative you couldn't even mention it on youtube or your video was taken down and you'd receive a strike or possibly your channel being taken off permanently and that happened and it got to the point with ivermectin where if the hospital you worked for found out that you prescribed it to somebody who had COVID symptoms, <clears throat> not even diagnosed with COVID, they just had the symptoms but didn't pass the test, you would lose your license and be fired for a drug that is not harmful. So yeah, uh, I hope they sue the fuck out of these people. Uh, defendant of FDA has improperly exploited misunderstandings about the legality and prevalence of off-label use of medication in order to mislead courts, state medical boards, and the public into thinking there is anything improper about off-label prescribing. That is from this lawsuit. AAPS writes in its amicus brief, to the court, not only is off-label prescribing fully proper, legal, and commonplace, but it is also absolutely necessary in order to give effective care to patients. I'm going to leave it at that because that is the biggest FU that I have seen lately when directed towards the CDC, the FDA. Let, let's just go straight to the White House with that one. Um, because uh, <clears throat> these assholes need to be put in their place. They are not the medical professionals, and they're trying to tell doctors how to do their jobs. Ugh. U.S. would lead NATO to take out every Russian conventional force if Putin uses nukes in Ukraine. General, betray us. If, if there's one general besides Mattis that I have absolutely no trust or respect for, uh, Petraeus would be number two. Uh, U.S. would lead NATO, yes. <clears throat> Retired general and former director of the CIA, uh, who, by the way, got caught handing over uh, delicate information to a reporter after uh, <clears throat> repeatedly banging her while she was working on it. Yeah, um... Very improper uh, conduct, uh, if I could say. Former director of the CIA, David Petraeus, says it's his belief that if Russian President Vladimir Putin uses nuclear weapons against Ukraine, the United States would quickly intervene to take out 
Russian forces. He emphasizes, too, that Washington would lead the way among a collective NATO response. Do you know what a collective NATO response is? That is us. There's no collective, okay? There's there's no French Air Force that's going to come help fly with our fighter pilots against the Russians. There's no uh, German tank unit. I mean, there used to be. <laughs> there's no German tank unit that's going to cross over Ukraine to fight the Russians. Um, the British are not going to, well, the, the only thing the British could really do is maybe send some SAS with some uh, tea kettles, you know. Um, it's not a collection. It, it'd be much like what we saw in Iraq, which was we do all the work and they take all the credit. <clears throat> the well-known retired army general issued the, well-known in bed, haha. <laughs> Uh, issued the prediction of such a major U.S. intervention in that scenario during a Sunday interview on ABC's This Week, explaining that the West must take the Kremlin's latest nuclear rhetoric seriously and that this is what the White House latest warnings of catastrophic consequences for Moscow is all about. Uh-huh. And what would happen... Show co-anchor Jonathan Carl questioned the former CIA chief. Well, again, I have deliberately, <clears throat> deliberately not talked to Jake about this. I mean, just to give you a hypothetical, we would respond by leading a NATO, a collective effort that would take out every Russian conventional force that we can see and identify on the battlefield in Ukraine and also in Crimea. And other and every ship in the Black Sea, Petraeus responded. And that's what Carl brought up. <clears throat> but that's when <clears throat> Carl brought up the likely scenario of radiation fallout from such a nuclear Russian nuclear engagement directly impacting much of Eastern Europe, reaching nearby NATO countries. I'm pretty sure that's not how it works. I don't know. Uh, yes, and perhaps you can make that case. The other case is that this is so horrific that there has to be a response. It cannot go unanswered. But it doesn't expand. It doesn't. Um, it doesn't. It's not nuclear for nuclear, Petraeus explained. That's when he expressly laid out that Washington has to be ready. Nuclear escalation if the situation demands. You don't want to, again get into a nuclear escalation here, but you have to show that this cannot be accepted in any way. <clears throat> okay. So Billy kills his little brother. Uh, you spank that ass until it bleeds? I don't know. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, General Petraeus. So here's a guy that, for some reason, he commits... Uh, Pretty much the same thing that Julian Assange is uh, accused of doing, except he also sleeps with the informant who he's handing the information over to. I mean, is that must be a common thing in government and Congress. I mean, you've got uh, that situation with Bang Bang uh, going on. Uh, you've got, let's see here. Uh, oh, what's her name? Um... Nancy Pelosi with her Chinese operative driving her car for 20 plus years. Um, <clears throat> and who knows what's been going on in the backseat there. So, yeah. Um, 
this is a very interesting situation that has taken place. Let's see here. OPEC is taking on the Fed and Goldman is buying every barrel it can find. Oh, let's see here. Um, is there any other articles? That's Petraea. South Korea vows stern response after North Korea ballistic missile flies 4,500 kilometers at a speed of Mach 17. I believe that's the one that went over Japan. Uh, former Pentagon advisor says U.S. likely attacked Nord Stream pipelines to isolate Germany. Aww. Because we just want to have Germany all to ourselves. Yes, yeah, so... Um, Former Pentagon advisor. At least somebody has some balls and some brains in order to state the obvious. Like, no, Russia did not blow up their own fucking pipeline. It didn't happen. Okay? Most people with an IQ higher than their shoe size acknowledge the fact that if anybody did it, it was us. And if it wasn't us, it was somebody that we talk them into doing it. I mean, look at the FBI. They're really good at talking people and doing some really stupid shit. I can't imagine that it'd be beyond us to be able to talk a bunch of Polacks into doing it. So, um, yeah, there's, there's that. Let's see here. And, uh, I think that is about, uh, Victor Davis Hanson, the thinnest veneer of civilization remains. <clears throat> Uh, that was an interesting article at Zero Hedge that I'm not going to get into. And the last thing that I have on the list here, new book available October 31st, the cra A Crash in the Night, The Assassination of Duncan Lump. And my promotional copies just went out in the mail today. So uh, an interesting thing happened at the post office today. A new program was implemented um, and I, I learned all this at the same time that the clerk did. So I have these, the stack of packages going out and I slide them across and it didn't matter if it was media mail, if it was first class, um, retail, it didn't matter, uh, what the options were. So she puts in the zip code and usually there's that little strip that prints out with the barcode and she slaps it on the package and it goes off on its way. And instead, it kept bringing up this privacy warning, uh, which I had to approve. And then it would say uh, she would have to put the address in for <clears throat> the person receiving the package, name and everything. And then after that, I would confirm it. And then she would have to put in the return address, which was my name and address and, and information. And then it would print out the slip and she'd slap it on the package. But the, the, the most interesting thing I found with this is the fact that the information of the shipper and the receiver is getting logged into this computer system so that the post office knows who's sending what to whom. Did that just ring any flashing red lights, alarm bells going off in anybody else's head as to what's going on at the post office right now. You can't just mail a letter to somebody without having it documented as to who sent what to where. 
yeah. Um, scary times. Scary times are happening. That was that was my uh, situation this morning where I'm at the post office going, wait, what? So this is all getting cataloged into your computer system there. There's now like a, a database being grown as to who is shipping things to whom and everything is being kept track of. What the hell is going on? So that is your latest spy intel today. Come again another day when the collapse experiment is uh, back on. Today is Friday, so I will probably not be recording anything this weekend. Um, hopefully, again, Monday uh, we'll have another episode of the uh, Great Narrative available. I am still plugging through this book. Klaus has a lot of questions to answer. And... Um, can somebody get the man a wig? Seriously, I want to know what this dude looked like with hair. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, remember, when it comes to Kloss, you are the carbon he wants to reduce. Thank you for listening to the Collapse Experiment podcast. For more content, check out thecollapseexperiment.com where you can find the latest news articles. If you'd like to help out this podcast check out books by matthew gilman on amazon or you should just buy gold and silver just just buy gold and silver it's it's a better investment and uh you might actually have something to trade later on when the world <laughs> falls apart <laughs>